What's up, everybody? We're back. Uh, This is everybody's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. I'm your host, Nick Rose. I'm your co-host, Paul Rose. And in these crazy times, Paul, in the summer and stuff, I want you to know that if you're ever attacked by a mob of clowns, what? always go for the juggler. (laughs) All right, let's hit the theme. Just like the McRib, we're back. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing? Good. Um, so we took an invent- involuntary break. Um, well, it didn't mean to happen, but you're on summer break now. <laughs> yeah. So I know we took a week off. It was like uh, right before the last day of school. Mm-hmm. And then that turned into the next week and then the next week and then the <laughs> next week. So we've been kind of busy. That's That's the gist of it, right? But uh, I thought we'd get on here and do a new episode because I've been wanting to every day, and then something happens, and then we don't do it. So. Yeah. How you been, man? Where you Where you been? Um, at home. At home. What have we been yeah. doing? Uh, going to Waterworld at the same time. So. Waterworld. Waterworld is our place in the summer, dude. It's yeah. um for those that don't know, it's actually one of the largest water parks in the country. I don't mm-hmm. know if the world, but uh. I know that Travel Channel did a segment on them years ago Whoa. as one of the top 10 greatest water parks of all time. That's cool. Yeah, dude. It doesn't seem so big. It's huge. Um, so other than that, what's your favorite thing to do at Waterworld? Um, probably the, uh, go on the rides. Like? Um, I don't really know the names. I know the Mile High Flyer, which is pretty <clears throat> fun. Is that the roller coaster one that you do with your mom? Uh, yeah, the... Yellow and black. Yeah, the yellow and black one. Uh, I like the dinosaur ride. Oh, that one's so fun. <coughs> but you know what I hate? I hate carrying the tubes. Yeah. Those tubes are so heavy and nobody ever helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to go to the park one time this year with your mom um, because we're opposite schedules right now because of work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we go and those are the days that we get to do the rides because I'm not going to do it alone, you know. Yeah. And on those days that she's there. She still makes me carry the tube by myself, and those things are so heavy. Yeah. And it's like a mile-long race uphill mm-hmm. with that thing. So I was a little sore for a few days, but we got to see some cool dinosaurs and stuff like that. It would be uh, better if they had an escalator. <clears throat> that would be so much better. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like one ride there that does it for you. Yeah. Um, let's see. I love the wave pool. Ooh, that one's really fun. The wave pool is cool because it's just like endless waves that you can jump over and swim in, and there's no line, like the rides and stuff. You've actually been getting good at boogie boarding. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, It's just like surfing, except uh, you get to borrow surfboards, but it's really fun. That's good. That's good. Uh, What else have we been up to? Uh, We went to the movies the other night. Yeah, we watched uh, the new Jurassic World. Now, leading up to that, what did we do? We were marathoning all the movies um, up up to that point. So this new one that came out, Dominion, is the sixth movie in the series, and it's going to close out the entire series. They said this is going to be the last one. Yeah. And I loved it. What is your opinion? I loved it, too. Yeah? I thought it was really cool. So we watched all five movies, and then by the time we ended the fifth one, 
it was time to go to the theater to go watch the next one. Yeah. So which one in the series is your favorite? I like the first one. The first one? Yeah. I think so too. The first one that sets it all off. I loved that in this one, and that's not a spoiler, it just goes full circle and it makes it go back to the first movie. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool that they did. Um, I've seen a lot of hate online about it and a lot of uh, bad reviews that people are saying that this movie's awful and it's the worst one in the franchise. Mm-hmm. I highly disagree, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think if you watch them all in order and then get to this new one, it makes sense where it progresses. And that's the world that they would live in, I believe. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, th- I think that's cool. Um, what else have we been up to this summer break? You got me that new game, The Home Sweet Home. Oh, I did. Tell PS4. me about it. Tell me about um, it. It's a survival game. It's really fun. There's, there's like these zombies. I'm not that far into it, but there's this like zombie lady that chases you for oh, that's cool. some reason. And I don't know. And, and what are you trying to do? You're trying to escape? Or? Yeah, you're trying to like find your wife and escape. Okay, and it's a horror game, right? Yeah. And with the horror game, it's actually a VR game, right? Yeah. But we don't have a VR set. No. Could you imagine having that headset and playing that game? That would be awesome. That would be terrifying. Because <laughs> I saw it, man. That game's pretty creepy. I played it with you with a, that first day. Yeah. Uh, what are the games you've been into lately? Uh, I downloaded Splatoon 2. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. Uh, it's my new favorite game. It's so fun. Other than it's just fun, what's okay, fun about sorry. it? Um, you turn into, like, squid people. Uh-huh. And then you got, like, and paint stuff? Yeah. Yeah, you get to shoot other players. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, man, what else? What What else justifies the reason why we haven't been podcasting? We haven't had time. Uh-huh. So what have we been doing? You just like, oh, <laughs> Lots of Netflix, TV shows. Yeah. I, basically, okay. That, that's unfair. You've been enjoying your summer. That's mm-hmm. it, right? So we're outside all the time. Uh, we've been working on a garden. All that stuff. But now it's time to get into all the scary stuff, right? Yeah. You still been watching paranormal things at night. And... Yeah. Oh, we watched, uh, what was it called? The movie the other night, The the Omen? Oh, oh, okay. So on the 6th of June, we decided to watch 666, The Omen. Nice. Yeah, what'd you think of The Omen? It was really uh, good. It wasn't that scary, though. Oh, um, it's a psychological movie about demons. I think it's pretty creepy. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of action. <laughs> so there, there's different types of horror movies, um, and that one's kind of like a slow burn, yeah, uh, or what's known as a slow burn, where basically you're you're telling the story, and it goes and goes and goes until it has that big finale, that big payoff, like a fireworks show. Yeah, the and end at the was end you good. go, oh, that was worth it for that ending, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the end was pretty good. And and to be fair, you watched the remake of The Omen. Because I figured it'd be a little more fast-paced than the original. Yeah. I, I think I believe there's, what, four four or five of the Omen movies? Okay. And, like, Damien grows up and becomes a politician and, cool. like, takes over the world, basically, right? Yeah. And he's played by Sam Neill in the, uh, in the originals. The adult version of him is played by Sam Neill, who you know as Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. No way. That's yeah, awesome. So we go all the way full circle back to Jurassic Park on that one. Cool. So um, we've also been, I don't know, <clears throat> it, it's hard in the summers because, you know, I don't get to see your mom a lot. Yeah. And one thing that we love to do is watch horror movies together. Yeah. We're always, we always got some weird horror movie going on. And this summer, I haven't really been able to see her, so we haven't been watching scary movies. Mm-hmm. The other night, we actually got on uh, Shudder 
Friday nights are cool because uh, the last drive-in's on. It's live yeah. with Joe Bob Briggs, and he introduces horror movies, and then it's just a fun, fun show, right? Mm-hmm. So the last one that he did was a movie called Hellbender, and, it, and it's cool. It's like kind of like witches. They're not witches. They're like something else. They're like a mix between witches and demons and these other creatures, and it's this mom and daughter who are living together alone in the woods. Cool. Um and and it's really it it was a really great movie. The visuals were fantastic. Um Was it like the Blair Witch project? No, not not so much, but oh. it it was it was cool. It was different and the music was really great in it. Nice. And it turns out that the the people that made the movie, they're actually a family. Hmm. So the mom and daughter in the movie are actually mom and daughter in real life and they co-wrote the film together and directed it. And then the daughter's best friend in the movie is her real-life sister. Yeah. And then the first guy that she kills, spoiler, is her husband. Nice. And the four of them, they make movies together. They're called the... the their last name is Adams. They're the Adams family. <laughs> so, um, And so I reached out to him on Twitter after I watched the movie and told him how much I loved it and said, hey, you know, they have six other films and I want to get a hold of these six films. They wrote me back, which I thought was amazing. And then they're following us on, on Twitter. So... I was like, I got to give them a shout out on the show because I, I love that family dynamic, kind of like how you and I do the podcast. I think it's it's a cool bonding experience, and and I hope uh, I hope you enjoy doing it because I enjoy doing it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we started a new D and D game. Oh, dude, you've been getting into D and D. Yeah. Uh, your mom actually wrote a campaign for us, mm-hmm. and we're doing the Stranger Things version of D and D. She dressed a duck. She dressed up like Gandalf. Yeah, she had the whole wizard hat and everything. Yeah. I think it's cool. So we're going to do it on uh, Sundays, I guess, or every other Sunday, something like that. Yeah. This upcoming Sunday, when this episode drops, will be Father's Day. So you can tell future me. Yeah. Uh, happy Father's Day. Bingo. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I you're appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. <laughs> and I know that uh, your mom wants to do um, D&D that night. So Yeah. So what do you think so far? Ooh, it was... It, I love it so far. Yeah. We killed an owl bear. We did. We did. What's your what's your guy's name? Um yeah. Dang it. You got a cool name. Yeah, it was pretty hard. Should I go get the sheet? Nah, that's okay. Okay. Um I don't remember my name either, but but yeah, it, it's pretty fun. We've done one campaign so far. Yeah. Um We killed an owl bear and then I took his beak and claws and uh-huh. his feathers. It's so cool. It's so funny because your mom and I play D D with our friends too every yeah. Saturday. And my character, um, he's he's kind of like a demon guy. But it's funny because every time I kill a goblin or something, I always take a body part. So I thought it was funny that you did that on your own. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, D&D. We've been watching Stranger Things. Yeah. Dude, season four is insane. Yeah. We're not going to spoil it for those that haven't seen it. Let's just say that, you know, one was good. Two's all right. Three was really good. Four is probably the best season I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's only part one. There's seven episodes. I can't wait for part two. And that's coming up soon, man. And each episode is like an hour and a half long. Yeah. So anyway, what are we talking about today, man? Let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Yeah. 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 So here we go. Uh, how about this for an intro? So what are ghosts? Um, Like deceased uh, people who are stuck. There you go. Well, are they sort of. are they creepy figments of an overactive or jittery imagination? 
Yeah. Are they manifestations of souls that cannot pass on to the next phase? Yes. If they do, in fact, exist, why do only certain people see or sense them? And why do some ghosts haunt places for decades only dis- to disappear abruptly while others appear only on the anniversary of a tragedy? Uh, because they want to. Well, well, these questions are actually likely to remain unanswered as the debate around ghosts oh. uh, and other paranormal activities continue. However, many people have had eerie real-life experiences that have shaken up and even convinced some skeptics that certain specters may be real. So today, Paul, we have 10 real-life eerie paranormal encounters that are sure to creep you out. Cool. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. So number 10 on the list. Um, I'm going to tell a story here, okay? Okay. So Nina DeSanto was busy closing up her New Jersey hair salon one cold Saturday morning in 2001 when she spotted one of her customers standing outside the shop's window. Michael had become a good friend of hers over the years, and she knew that he'd been going through a tough time after his wife left him and his stepbrother uh, left him for his stepbrother, and he lost custody of his children. Hmm. It's pretty messed up. So Nina had tried her best to cheer Michael up whenever he came to the hair salon and even taken him for drinks a couple times to give him a chance to talk. So when she opened the door to him that night, Michael seemed transformed and even happy. He smiled at her and said he couldn't stay long, but just wanted to stop by and thank Nina for everything she'd done for him. They chatted for a bit, and then each went their own way for the evening. Okay. Early the next morning, Nina received a distressing call from a salon employee. The woman told her that Michael's body had been found the previous morning, around nine hours before Nina had spoken to him at the salon. What? Yeah, I guess he committed suicide. So in today's terms, Nina had an experience with a crisis apparition, which many are convinced is the spirit of a recently deceased person who appears to close friends and family to say goodbye. There is very little scientific research to fall back on it when it comes to these apparitions, but some believe that it's merely a trick of the brain. Whoa. Sorry, I got a thing in my throat. Uh, Number nine. Nature can be extremely cruel. And when the 2011 Japan earthquake triggered a massive tsunami, people had mere minutes to flee their homes and try to stay alive. But hundreds of those who made it to evacuation sites were swept away anyway as the waves overwhelmed them. And as a result, nearly 20,000 people died, either from drowning or by blunt force after being hit by dislodged trees and other large pieces of debris. Weeks after the disaster, as those who survived were trying to figure out how to go on with their lives or without their loved ones, some people started reporting seeing ghostly cues outside of what used to be a supermarket. Others were kept awake at night by disembodied voices crying out in the dark. Cool. That's not cool. It's pretty sad, man. Uh, Shinichi Yamada and his two children somehow managed to escape the waves. Shinichi later salvaged two Buddhist statues he found in the widespread rubble and brought them back to his temporary home. Almost immediately, both his children became ill. An unexplained chill invaded the house, or invaded the house, and would follow anyone who came inside. Uh, Shinichi knew it was time to call in the help of an exorcist after he felt someone walking over him as he laid in bed one night. <clears throat> the exorcist, Kansho Aizawa, also had her own frightening tales to tell. She had been seeing headless and mutilated ghosts ever since the disaster. And she advised Shin- Shinichi to build a shrine for the statues, which he did. And the ghostly activity in his home subsided a bit. But even though incidents still occur now and then, Shinichi believes the spirits that haunted his family are now at peace. So, that was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, ghosts or demons? 
Uh, many people believe that there is no such thing as ghosts and that whenever lights flicker on and off or taps open and close by themselves, there's a crooked demon finger doing the work instead. Yeah. Uh, between 2011 and 2012, <clears throat> Latoya Ammons and her three children moved into a house on Caroline Street in Gray, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. I'm sorry. Where's my brain today? Almost immediately, Latoya sensed something was off. She and her mother, Rosa, would hear footsteps coming from the basement and doors creaking open when the children were fast asleep and no one else was in the house. If they thought the house was haunted by ghosts, they soon changed their minds when swarms of flies invaded the house's porch in the dead of winter and the children suddenly be started behaving strangely. Whoa. Sounds like the plot to Amityville, my man. Yeah. Uh, Rosa once awoke to loud screams only to find her 12-year-old granddaughter levitating over her own bed. Whoa. Latoya found her youngest son in the closet talking to an unseen presence. Her son was also thrown across the room by an invisible entity. No way. Yeah, it's like a poltergeist or something. The Department of Child Services was called by neighbors who thought the children were being abused. Case manager Valerie Washington interviewed the family at a local hospital, and during the interview, she witnessed Latoya's nine-year-old son crawl backward up the wall and ceiling, flip over his grandmother, and land on his feet. I don't know if I believe that one, honestly. Yeah. But, I mean, unless he's Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it was then that an exorcist was called. Reverend Michael Maginot performed multiple exorcisms at the house and is quoted as saying that the property was a portal to demons. The Ammons family moved out sooner, uh, soon after, and the house was demolished in 2016. Whoa. Pretty crazy, dude. Um, Will the butcher guy stay in the rubble? Uh, that I don't know. It's kind of like, remember when we watched Insidious? Yeah. How it was like every time they would move, the, the demons would follow? Because it wasn't the house that was haunted, it was the kid. Yeah. Yeah, that could totally be a thing. Hmm. Um, come here, little buddy. So we're gonna do something different here today. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here, and uh, I want you come here. Say hello. Hello. This is Lily. Lily is Paul's little sister. Mm -hmm. She's kind of lonely right now yeah. while we're doing the podcast. You want to sit in with us while we do the show, honey? Okay. Okay. What's your thoughts on ghosts? You want to talk into the mic for a minute? Uh, mm -mm. No, we're doing haunted stories. Mm, I don't really know any. No. Okay, well, I'm going to tell some stories, okay? okay. Is that cool? You want to listen? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and have a seat back there. Okay. So, all right. So, number seven is the creepy phone call. Ooh. I've heard lots of stories based off of this. <clears throat> well, there's lots of creepy phone calls. I get them every day. <laughs> Robots, mostly. Tell Spam me about, callers. like, life insurance and policy issues. I don't know what that is. Ugh, that thing will haunt my nightmares. <laughs> to can... What does it say? Can... To continue your subscription, press 1. Yeah! No. Salesman! Uh, in the late 1960s, Sima Lieberman was in love and happy. Her hippie boyfriend Johnny had proposed to her, and they were to be married soon after getting an apartment together. Hippie. <laughs> late one night, Sima was at her mother's house when the phone rang. Sima answered and heard Johnny on the line. He sounded rushed, like he was far away. She struggled to hear what he was saying through the loud static, and she made out the words, I love you... And I, I'll never be mean to anybody again before the line went dead. What? Whoa, dude. Sima tried to call Johnny back, but without any luck, she finally fell asleep and awoke with an ominous feeling inside her chest. A few hours later, she received the news from Johnny's mother that he'd been murdered the night before, shortly before the call came through to Sima. 
Throughout her life, Sima continued to believe that Johnny had contacted her after his death to say goodbye. Like Mothman. Mothman calls. You answer. Mothman's cool. Yeah. Uh, Mischievous spirits. Number six. Not all supernatural presences are out to possess people. And sometimes it seems they just want to have a little fun. In 1937, WSJ wrote a letter to Country Life in which he recounted a ghostly experience he'd had in 1885. WSJ described being a schoolboy on summer vacation with his family at a holiday home on the Isle of Wight. He recalled the garden at St. Boniface's house being one of the most charming he'd ever seen. However, <clears throat> sorry, things soon turned paranormal when ghosts started pacing the floor in his sister's bedroom, causing them to flee. Causing them to flee. WSJ also noted that a figure would walk up and down past the housemaids and ring bells in the dark of night. Cool. Eventually, the village priest was called in to help after being after blessing the house, the spirit activity subsided. WSJ claimed that the house had been torn down, but he hoped the garden would, would still shelter those who visited it by night. Number five, the quarantine ghosts. Okay. 2020. When lockdowns were put into place around the world in 2020, most people were simply wondering how they would get through the specified number of days without going insane staring at their walls. And spending so much time confined at home, some believed that they weren't as alone as they thought. We spent a lot of time at home. Did you think we had ghosts? No. Uh, lockdown for Kurt Schleider happened in the Tampa, Florida house where Victor Licata killed his parents, siblings, and dog in 1933. What? Yep. Uh, Kurt witnessed his dog sitting and barking at the wall in the bedroom where the mother was murdered and claimed to have felt the temperature drop abruptly in the bedroom in the bathroom. Adrian Gomez, who lives in Los Angeles, heard and saw a doorknob and window rattling so violently that he thought an earthquake was happening. And after realizing there was no earthquake to speak of, he started believing that something paranormal might be happening. This belief was fortified when a window shade in his bedroom began shaking the closed window um, while the adjacent one remained perfectly still. Whoa. <clears throat> Those in Indonesia who were lucky enough to live in a non in non haunted houses but decided to break lockdown rules were locked inside homes believed to be haunted as punishment. Hmm. Weird. Number four, Lola. The story of the wailing woman is well known around the world. However, in a tale that still makes the skin of professional skier Drew Tabka crawl, the wailing woman takes on the form of Lola at La Parva. La Parva is a popular ski spot in the Chilean Andes and the place where many people say they knew Lola before she died. Whoa. So, <clears throat> so like, people knew her before yep. she died. Yeah. It is said that Lola and her son were spending the day on the slopes when a thick fog rolled in. Mother and son made their way down the mountain but lost contact with one another. Scared that he would fall, Lola began screaming his name. Then she stumbled and fell down a, a steep slope. A lift operator found her as he returned to his cabin before the inevitable storm hit. He found that Lola was still alive, and he managed to get her to his cabin. He went to the doctor, but when the men returned to the cabin, Lola was gone. The only thing that remained behind was bloody sheets. It is believed that Lola went back into the fog and ensuing storm to find her son. Neither she nor her son was, was ever found again, but whenever skiers, including Tab, could go near that cabin, they hear Lola wailing for her lost child. Whoa. That's pretty sad, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Not so much scary as it is uh, pretty heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Number three. Then who was in the closet is what this is titled. Uh-oh. Why are, like, the most scariest things always in the basement, attic, or closets? 
I don't know. I wonder if that's like a safe place that uh, people hide in or something. <laughs> you know, before they become ghosts. Yeah, it is scary. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a Reddit thread produces some of the scariest paranormal encounters ever, and whatever the accounts are, and whether the accounts are, are told as they happen or embellished for dramatic effect, they do send shivers up spines worldwide. <clears throat> Redditor. Too Abstract 788 was home alone one night playing games when his dog started barking at the closet. And when he got up to see what was agitating the dog, he heard scratching sounds coming from inside the closet. As he got closer, the scratching got quieter until it abruptly stopped when he stood right in front of the closet. It's Freddy Krueger. (laughs) Freddy never hid in the closet. He was in your dreams. About to go back to his game, he was shocked when he suddenly heard a loud crash followed by several softer ones as items started hitting the floor inside the closet door Uh, he ran outside at once and only went back inside when his friend came over to check on him they checked the inside of the closet and found clothes and hangers scattered over the floor of the closet but they never found any secret openings in the walls or ceiling Hmm. so who do you think was in there Uh, a ghost maybe yeah number two somebody's watching Santa (laughs) Santa (laughs) good one Lily <clears throat> when Hilary Prue began her job as an usher at the Du Maurier Theatre Centre, now known as the Harbourfront Centre Theatre in Toronto, the first story she heard from employees was about the two ghosts haunting the venue. The spirits, a man and a woman dressed in period clothing, caused at least one security guard to quit after he saw them while locking up. The building that now holds the theatre is said to have originally been an ice warehouse and also a temporary morgue after a boat sank in the harbour. Hillary initially didn't experience anything out of the ordinary as she went about her daily tasks. Then one day, while alone in the office, she heard a terrifying scream. She walked around the building, and there was no one else inside, but one of her colleagues later confirmed that they'd had a similar experience. After this incident, Hillary continuously felt like she was being watched. Once she thought that a co-worker had brought their children to work and that one of the kids was messing with her, but that turned out not to be the case. When a ghost hunting group visited the theater, they not only spotted the woman in a Victorian dress and the man wearing a bowler hat, but they also claimed to have seen a little boy who hid in the rafters. And suddenly, Hillary knew who had been watching her all that time. Who who wears bowler hats? Uh, Old people from the 1920s. Hmm. It's an old-fashioned type of hat, dude. All right, buddy, this is the last one on the list here. This is a story called Danny. Ooh. Okay. Donna Stewart had several best friends when she was six years old. One of them was Danny, who often came over to her house to play. On one particular morning, Donna and Danny had a play date, but it was to be cut short so that Danny could go to the hospital for scheduled surgery to have his tonsils removed. The following day, Donna was in her bedroom when Danny appeared in the doorway. He asked if they could go outside and play. Donna went to her mother to ask if she and Danny could spend some time playing outside and was confused at the mother's reaction. The woman instantly turned pale, then she broke the news that Danny had died the day before after suffering an allergic reaction during the surgery. Donna ran back to her room, but Danny was gone. Years later, Donna joined a paranormal investigative team in Oregon. She believes that the encounter changed how she saw the concept of death. She also believes that those who die are never far away from their loved ones and appear to them during their times of trouble and grief. Whoa. So, that one's a pretty crazy story about a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, what do you think, man? Are they pretty haunting? Are you scared? Not really. Not really? You're just too cool to be scared? Yeah, too yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I thought they were pretty good stories. Um, what else you got, man? Anything? No. Oh, um, is it time to do our trivia yet? Okay, let's hit the trivia theme and see where we're at. It's been a minute, but uh, let's give a refresher of last week's trivia question. Okay, last week's trivia question. What animal could not stick out its tongue? And the answer is? Uh, the answer was a crocodile. Awesome. And I'd like to give a shout out to new listener uh, Dave Cariotti, who got the answer right and uh, will receive a no prize. So <laughs> congratulations, dude. Um, what about this week's trivia question? Let's see. How many taste buds does the average human tongue have? Ooh, that's a really good one. Mm -hmm. Okay, man, so uh, as always, you can write to us on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Send us the trivia answer there. Uh, you can also email us at justokpod at gmail.com mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, we have all type, types of uh, emails we uh, may or may not read. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can we listen to the show, Paul? Sorry, I hit the mic there. On Audible? On Audible. We are on Audible. We are on Amazon Music. Mm -hmm. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search nice. up This Podcast is Just Okay. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, how about a joke, dude? Okay. You want to tell us a joke today? Sure. Let's see. What did the nose say to the finger? Uh, I don't know. What did the nose say to the finger? Quit picking on me. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Thanks. All right, man. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add to the show this week? No. No? I want to add one more story before we go. Uh, we had something crazy happen last week that kind of hindered a lot of plans. Oh, yes. Um, I was at work and uh, at night and everything. Mm -hmm. I got a crazy phone call from your mom. And when someone calls you at work, you know, maybe it's a butt dial or something. But when she calls over and over and over, you go, okay, something's wrong, and you got to go outside and answer it. Yeah. And she says, hey, don't be worried. Okay, now I'm in panic mode, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so my mom lives out in the countryside, right? She yeah. moved out there last year, and uh, it's about a four-hour drive away from us now. Yeah. My whole life, my mom's been about, what, your grandma's been about, what, three, four minutes away? Mm-hmm. Your whole lives? And then she up and moves. She's about four hours away now. Yeah. So I get this phone call while I'm at work that uh, my mom, your grandma, is being airlifted by by helicopter to a hospital. I'm going, oh, my God, what happened? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was outside feeding her chickens, as she does several times a day, several times a night. And she's wandering around the field. No warning. This thing popped out of the ground like a jack in the box. She got bit by a rattlesnake, yeah. which is one of the scariest things I've ever had to experience with that. I, I've never experienced it. I've never even seen a rattlesnake until this this night. I'm 
glad our grandma's okay. Me too, dude. Yeah, so she did not die. Yes, thankfully. So we actually, I left work immediately. Um, it's about eight o'clock at night. And your mom and I drove up there to the hospital as fast as we could. We got up there uh, less than two hours. We were speeding. <laughs> and uh, they turned us away at the hospital. They wouldn't let us see her, wouldn't let us talk to her. She didn't have her phone, so she never knew I was there. And um, so we went up to her house for the night, stayed the night and everything, went back in the morning and got to see her. It was bad, dude. Really bad. Her legs swollen. And they uh, gave her 56 doses of anti-venom. And the average person gets like one or two, maybe. Wait, were those shots? Yeah. 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 So Ow. she was in the hospital for, what, four or five days? And then she came home. You guys sent your favorite stuffed animals with her yeah. so that she could be okay. Yeah. And then she snuck in the other day to give them back to you guys. <laughs> so that's cool. She's home now. Her mm -hmm. leg's still swollen, but she's on the couch. Yeah. And we told her, get some chain mail. Mm -hmm. And don't go outside without boots, man. She was in shorts. Shorts and tennis shoes. Terrible idea out there. Yeah. Which is great because that's what I've always done when I walk out there too, shorts and tennis shoes. Mm -hmm. But uh, never again on that one. So I'm glad that she's okay and um, hopefully everything's all right. So yeah, that's my that's my true life scary story. And uh, speaking of which, I'm trying to work on a book if I'm, if I'm not being so lazy. <clears throat> what I'm trying to do, and I think I did said this on the last episode, I'm trying to get people to submit their royalty free because I'm cheap. Uh, royalty-free, true-life paranormal experiences. And I'm going to compile it into a book that Ooh. will be for sale on Amazon. Nice. Because um, I have I have two books, you know, The Lot of Rock and A Little Roll, which yeah. is on Amazon. And then I have my This Podcast is Just Okay Summertime Fun coloring book, Ooh. which is also on Amazon. I want to color that. You have a copy of it, oh. dork. <laughs> <laughs> Before. Yes, you have. I'll show you. Okay, so there's all my my plugs and stuff, right? Did your trivia? Did your joke? Oh, uh, did you mention the Everclear concert? No, I didn't. Thanks, bud. Give me five on that one. So uh, a couple weeks back, Record Store Day, uh, I actually won tickets to go see Everclear in concert. Which is something found that I've, uh, which is something that I've always wanted to do. I've wanted to see them for the last almost thirty years, man, and yeah. I've never. Um, Never had the chance. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> we went the other night. They played with a band called the Nixons and Fastball. They were really big in the 90s. Uh, the Nixons put on an amazing show. I went out and I actually bought all their albums. Um, and Everclear was probably one of the best nights I've had in a very long time. They were such a good, humble performing act. And they're still one of my favorite bands of all time. So... Uh, yeah, I got a ton of pictures. I got a shirt for, for being one of my favorite bands. I never had a shirt of theirs. Huh. So I got a shirt. I got a hat. Your mom got a shirt and it was really cool that we got to, we got to do that. So yes, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for reminding me on that. You're welcome. Um, with that, man, I guess that's our show this week. Um, you want to sign us off? Uh, no, thank you. We're just going to keep it going forever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, how about this then? Uh, have yourselves a week. And we will catch you guys next time.